0: Can I have your attention please? It is now time for the moment everyone has been waiting for. Tea time with T and Robin. Okay. All right. That sounds awesome. Oh my god! Okay, yes. it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay everyone, calm! Procedure. Stay stay f- wait, 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 you
1: Hold on, there I am. I don't know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> I'm like I'm steady talking, and I'm like, am I on? I'm not on. I'm not on. Okay, but we're here. We're back. It is tea time with Robin, episode forty-three. I'm sorry, I'm messing up with the episodes. My apologies, but you know we're here. We're here. It's Thursday. This will drop on a Friday. And you know who I have? I have my ace boom coon. <laughs> Robin is with us again today. What's up, Robin? How you feeling? I'm
0: feeling confused.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling yeah. slightly confused. But thankfully, you're here to help me sort through this mess of a
1: game. We're going to talk it out. <laughs> We're going to talk it out because it was... I don't know what that was. I I, I I tweeted out. I said, do the Bills know there's a game today? Uh-huh. Because I don't know who that was out there. Um, it was... Yeah. Before we get started, though, I just want to say... Um, the guys at the wandering buffalo have a shirt out it's breast cancer awareness we didn't know that it is october and justin um did this they, they are they are and his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer and i went and purchased this so i will also put it on the link our um our podcast link so you guys can go out and support them i just want to say thank you justin and uh, yeah, go support those guys. They're they're cool, the Wandering um, Buffalo podcast. Mm-hmm, so, cool. yes, um, ugly win is a win, is a win. <laughs> I don't care, we won. The Giants, this Giants game, it started crazy because I didn't even know, it was, a, okay, so I'm so confused because the ref, again, is there. And I'm like, why are you here, sir? There was a penalty right prior to the game. And I'm like, not again, not again. And I don't, I forgot what it was. Was it unsportsmanlike? I don't even know what it was, but a a fight broke out in the beginning of the game and tensions are high because high, because Brian Dable was coming back home, homecoming for Brian Dable and Sean McDermott that, you know, how he left was not on a happy note. Let's just say that. And I understand the friction, but how did you feel when it came to this game? What was your emotions?
0: Well, what was your feelings
1: rather that fight that you're
0: talking about that started the game? The first thing I thought of was, did somebody plan this? Hmm. You know, let's, right. let's get everybody riled up and day ball would know this about the bills players that if they get emotional, that can, yeah be, that can work to, that can work to their, advantage. to their advantage. So I don't know if it was a planned thing or not. And I don't even know who started it. Do you?
1: Right. I don't, I don't, know I don't know. Started. So I have no idea.
0: I thought about that and I was like, that is a really weird way to start a game. Like before the game even starts, that just felt like it was concocted for some reason. But we'll see. We'll never know, will we?
1: Yeah, we'll never know. We'll definitely never know. I mean, time has passed and these these two coaches still don't like each other. Um, And as fans, we thought that the Bills were going to come out and dog walk the, um, the Giants and it didn't happen because Brian Dable knows his team, like you said, like we said,
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know. I I just think also too, it's a lot of tension. It's a lot of tension. I don't know, it was a lot. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, I agree with you completely. There was a lot on the line, probably a lot more than we realized going into this game, or at least I can say for myself, Like you, I expected, okay, well, you know, it's time for the Bills to get right. They Mm -hmm. will use this game to get right. Well, they didn't use this game to get right because it kind of fell apart on them. Won the game, won ugly. I love winning ugly because it's better than losing ugly. And we remember back in the 90s, there were so many games that those great Bills teams won ugly that you would have thought going around the city of Buffalo during the week that the mm-hmm. team had lost the way everybody's yes. so grumpy. Absolutely. And that's what reminded me of this game because now it's social media and I live in Wyoming. So I get on social media and it's like, Oh my God, I think I'll just turn this thing off for a while because everybody's pretty, pretty ticked off. And while I agree that the game was ugly, there were some good things that that we could say we saw in this game. We'll talk about later. I mm-hmm. First off the top of my head is Dorian Williams. I want to talk about him Ooh. later. Yes. Uh, but there, there were some good things. But mostly I came away feeling like, oh, we didn't really get right with this game. We didn't get it right. So we have to talk about why, and we have to move on to the putridiates, which we will do. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll move on to because on putridiates. I've seen it, and I was like, what are
1: you? I was like, oh, okay, gotcha.
0: <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that's an old-time thing. Those that know me for a while know I've said that for years. But anyway, this will segue into, not easily, but let's talk about Josh not running the ball. Because you put that down on our little list of things to talk about, and I saw that and went, "Hmm, yeah, we need to talk about that."
1: Listen, there were opportunities in this game um, where Josh could have took off. He could have took off and ran, ran. There was lanes that he could have. He could. He easily could have done it. Um, I just take. I just think they're taking an element out of his game to where. It's hindering him, and I want—I I, want to—I do not want to say hindering because I mean it's Josh is Josh, and I think Josh is an elite quarterback. But I think I think that once you you're watering him down, I'll say that because you're taking away that that fire that that's a piece of him, you know. And it's like oh I can't I better stay in the pocket. And uh, don't get me wrong, the pocket is holding up that O line. Praise you guys, you're doing fabulous I can honestly say, see And say that we have an O-line mm-hmm. But um, When Josh is in the pocket And he's just hesitant to, do, to run I don't like it Because it's taking away something from his game To where, just go You know what I mean? And then he got hurt In the pocket So it's <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> So the question being, was Josh told not to run? I don't know that he was told per se not to run. I think he's been told to be judicious and careful so he doesn't get injured. That kind of got drummed into his head. I I remember McDermott saying that for years. He would rather that Josh not take off and run. If he has the option so less. That. Mm-hmm. It should be the last thing that he does. And at the same time, we've also heard McDermott say, I don't want to take Josh away from being Josh. Now, there's a couple things I have to say about that. One is that the Josh we knew, he would run anyway, even if they schemed it out, told him not to, whatever, Josh would run anyway. Well, he's not doing that this year, which is
1: not not even that I don't get me wrong. He has ran because he said that someone owes him something because he ran and he slid. (laughs) Now, if Josh does that, I don't have a problem with it, but I don't even know if if Josh could even because someone has to take Josh. Remember today, you know, slide. If you do run Josh, remember today slide. If you do run, you know what I mean? Because Josh is he's just. He's a competitor and he just wants to go out and run. And in you know and whatever that is, that is, right?
0: Right. Right. It has
1: to be a happy place, somewhere a happy medium.
0: Happy. You bring up a very very important word because that is something that I have seen missing from press conferences and things from Josh media interviews with Josh this year. I don't see him in his happy place like he used Seems
1: to think. frustrated.
0: I agree. I also think he's feeling the pressure. He knows. It's his sixth year. It's time mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. And I think mm-hmm. that pressure is weighing very heavily on him and may also influence, by the way, him not taking off and running so much because he realizes that the team isn't going to win a Super Bowl without him. So... He knows. I mean, there's all this junk, I think, in his head now that yeah. wasn't there when four years ago when he was younger, when he was coming into his own. Now he is a grizzled veteran and it's expected of him to perform at a high level all the time. I think that pressure might be getting to him a little bit because when you watch him in interviews now, you do not see the happy, carefree Kind of joking mm-hmm. around Josh that we used to see,
1: right? Right. It, it's different. I mean, what would they say? Come, what is it? Great responsibility, come, what whatever. Yeah, so it, it might just be that. Mm-hmm. And if it is that, fine. And now you we've segue great segue over to someone has to step up. Look at you, segue queen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> didn't even know it. Someone else has to step up. I'm not mad. Listen, don't get me wrong. I do, I'm, I, I'm grateful that we have Diggs. I am. Um, I just need for Josh to also look somewhere else. People are going to start. I know they were double-teening him, and he still got. He's still seen Diggs. Diggs still caught the ball. So i just seen something on Twitter where it said the guy locked Diggs down. Now, if that's a lockdown, Diggs got a 100. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what? That's a lockdown? Well, don't yep. lock him down. Kept him from getting um, But I need, I need, and I get it. Davis had a a fumble. I want to say you had a drop pass. But I, I really wish they would have went back and challenged that fumble.
0: Because mm. it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It
1: wasn't a fumble. Um, I okay. think the cover one guys had it, and I looked at it, and his knee was down. And I said it when it happened, though. I said his knees down right. and they didn't even, they didn't even challenge. That's a whole other story. I don't have a problem with, um, with Sean McDermott, like a lot of other people do, um, but the other people have to step up. Here's my thing. Why did you bring in Sherfield? Why did you go out and get Hardy? What was the point of bringing in? And I know he wasn't there because um, he was in concussion protocol, But what was the point of you bringing and going and get a tight end if you weren't going to use it, if you're not using this tight end? You said he was a Cole Beasley of whatever. You're not even, Josh is not even using the whole field, his whole weapons. It's frustrating Mm -hmm. because you went out and got all these pieces and you're still not using the pieces that you have. Mm -hmm. And the offense is stagnant. It is.
0: The running game isn't what it used to be in the earlier part of the season that we talked about this off the air, but James Cook, you want somebody who needs to step up? I'd love to see him step up. And and I have to say asterisk here, this is not on him. This is on the Bills' offense for not letting him get into a rhythm.
1: This Mm -hmm. is on Ken
0: Dorsey for not letting him get into a rhythm. James cook is like a lot of running backs who needs, in my opinion, to get a healthy number of carries, especially early in the game where he's feeling it. And then things can go from there. But earlier in the season, we had a more balanced attack. We don't have that. Now we're back to playing, you know, hero ball and all that stuff.
1: Backyard ball.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it, it wasn't so much hero ball from, from Josh. But what I saw in that game was Josh doing what he said in a press conference, looking for the open guy. Oh, it's always digs. Well, digs is always going to be open. So it's like you throw to that. Guy. Okay, fine, Josh. But I agree with you a hundred percent. Like uh, where, where is Sherfield? Yeah. What, what are we doing? Josh was talking in training camp about how great Sherfield was. Well, I haven't seen it, and as far as Kincaid goes, the only thing I can say about that is that Kincaid may be being brought along slowly because we know that McDermott is loath to start rookies. Now, yeah. Osiris Torrance is a, a is an exception completely because they needed guard so bad they had to put him in and and let him play, and he has done nothing but play like an all pro, minus mm-hmm. one game. That's okay. You know, he's, he's entitled to have one game where he gets a couple penalties and things don't go right. It's, it's good learning experience for him, but the other person in terms of has to step up. Cause I wrote this down Puna Ford. Where is Puna Ford? We need somebody to step now. Jordan Phillips is fine. I don't have any problem. We've got Tim settle. He's fine. Puna Ford. I thought was I could expect more from him this season mm-hmm. than being inactivated as many times as he's been inactivated. Right. Which leads me to ask like, is he past his prime? Is that what's happening? Is they brought him in. And it looks like, okay, well, he can he can rotate through, but he's the last guy. Right. And I was hoping for more than that. I have to say I was hoping for more than that.
1: So- yeah. I I I don't want to get, I mean, I know it's we're going on week seven, right? Almost were what the the season is in threes. So this is the first part. And I don't want to get all in my feelings and worries. But and I and I if the offense is going to not show up or not flow or be in rhythm, all right, let it be now, but still win, right? Because again, back in the day we would have some ugly wins and we would lose. So this is just bringing up, you know, character for these guys. Right. But also, too, and when I bring up the fact that where is the other guys, where they're stepping up, and that means catching the ball. Like, we've had some drops, some serious drops, where Josh has looked for people, and maybe that's what it is. Josh has looked for guys, and they dropped the ball. So now I know I can, quote, unquote, rely on Diggs because he catches everything. Um, so although... And I know I'm a person who will b- blame Kim Dorsey sometimes, but also, to these wide receivers have to step up. You have to catch the ball. That that um, catch, non-catch from Knox, that would have just kind of sealed the game. I'm like, even though it was short, if your hands is on it, you catch the ball. That's what they say. I love you- Knox,
0: but I'll tell you what. <laughs> His hands drive me crazy. Yeah. They always He have. can have,
1: he can catch this, a, a, a ball with like three people on him. And you're like, oh my God. And then a simple ball. You're just like, you dropped that? What? You, okay. Same thing with Diggs. I mean, same thing with Davis. Davis have the tiptoe sideline catches. And then across the middle, you, you don't catch that. It's like, come on. It's heartbreaking sometimes.
0: And I have one more question before we go off of this, because we will be going off of this, but not before mm-hmm. I ask you, what the hell happened to T-Bass? T-
1: if, if one thing I know for sure, I knew he was just going to make, I I, I left. The high, I left the room. I was like, oh, the kick, oh, he has that. So I'm turning around, and he, my friend's like, he missed it. I was like, whoo. I said he missed. Let, oh, let me ask you this. <laughs> and that was why, right. Right. It was why, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I didn't, I go into denial.
1: So listen, it's the bills against the giants. The last, the first super bowl, the bills against the giants, the throwback giants jerseys. Right. I said, if this is not maybe one of those, you trying to, Bring back the old times. I was like, come on,
0: mm-hmm. it was like,
1: it was just like, what's that miracle that they tried to do? Was it Tennessee Titans?
0: Yeah, <laughs> come come on, y'all. yeah, well, of course, the media before the game started had to go through all of the Super Bowl loss, of course, the they back. did. All the stuff, and so we were just like kind of set up for that. But I, oh. I, I was just wondering about T Bass because yeah, if weather wasn't a factor. It wasn't
1: windy. I was had friends windy. down there. They said it wasn't windy.
0: Yeah. So like he doesn't. I mean, if he misses, he never misses more than one.
1: The one, the second one, I heard. Um, he um, something about his rhythm was off. I know that. Okay. So. The second one, it was definitely he knew he missed it. The first one, I just, I, I don't know if the wind said, and it wasn't wind, so the wind just said, whoop, because it looked good, and all of a sudden just went, you know, I was like, okay. That's I wonder, does
0: it happen like he missed the first one, so he was over?
1: Psychological, yes, yeah, messing with him. It, might, it might have been. That's unusual. It might have been. It is. Definitely it's not important. definitely like two. I could see one, but two,
0: I, you know, I, exactly those points were hard to come by in that game. So I, it was it was a little surprising. And I love, love, love him. I think he just had one of those games
1: off game. He definitely had an off game. Um, I, um, I have a question for you. Oh, Ken Dorsey, what's your take so far?
0: Oh. Um. You got another extra
1: hour i have I have plenty of time
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding uh overall I would give Ken Dorsey a grade of b plus so far maybe a b maybe i'll back that off to a b because I do think Ken Dorsey is not as bad as some people think you know okay you Paul, game that People are ready to jump on him and fire him. But what about the games when he blows people out three games in a row, whatever, you know, let's, let's get back to, he called that game too. So, so what's, the, what's up with Ken
1: Dorsey? So here's, here's um, Tim Graham. asked, oh, yeah. Sean, McDerm- asked Sean McDermott <laughs> if they were looking to change the play caller and Sean McDermott simply said, a no. no. <laughs> and that would be a no.
0: And The tone of the no was kind of like, why are you even asking me this? Yes. And of course, social media blew up. I saw it kind of when it was happening on social media in terms of, why are you asking him this dumb question and blah, 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 blah. Well, if you don't know Tim Graham by now,
1: then mm-hmm. welcome
0: to the world of Tim Graham, who, by the way, I will say unabashedly, I love. I absolutely love him. He is the biggest shitster and and willing to put his head out there and take a shot. I love
1: it. I love it. Absolutely. Because I-, I think that the Buffalo media, the beat writers and no offense to none of them. I think they do an excellent job. What I yes. want to say, some of them are, are cooking. They don't, they don't ask those questions. You know what I mean? They're so friendly <laughs> and so nice where I want a guy to go and ask, hey, what's going on with your defense? Hey, mm-hmm. why is the offense not flowing the way it did in the first three weeks? It's struggling right now, the, for the last three weeks. So what's going on? Why you know
0: what, is- Oh, sorry. No,
1: my, you're good, go ahead.
0: My thing with, with Tim, it goes back a ways because when I first started seeing him on social media, see, I was the Buffalo Bills message board moderator for 12 years. And so Mm -hmm. I was used to reading, you know, all, all this stuff, but on social media, I didn't understand Tim Graham because he would go after people. I mean, literally just go after people on social media. And I took him to task on that. And he actually invited me to join him for a drink. The next time I came to Buffalo, I said, absolutely. So I did. And what I found, I got a chance to know him a little bit. And what I found was, and and it was funny to me because I thought to myself, you know, Robin, you have really got no right to criticize Tim Graham. Because when it comes to being critical or saying things that people don't want to hear, I'm as blunt as they come. <laughs> I had to be for a living, right? I had to tell people what I thought was the, you know, this is the deal, folks. This is what we're dealing with. Right. So when I got to know Tim and realized, oh, my God, he's, you know, he's just like me. And <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, he's my the God. male version is- of me. And, and, and that, that's the thing, though, that I love about him because he is willing one of the few who is willing to step in it and not be afraid to ask an incendiary question like that, because you know that Tim was just trying to light a fire under. Oh, him. absolutely! Him that. I mean, that was Tim's absolutely. whole purpose, uh, was lighting a fire under him. Only, sadly, uh, I think Sean McDermott has been on to Tim long enough that he just <laughs> shuts him down. It's like, ah, uh, that would be a no. Next That's a no,
1: Tim. <laughs> like what?
0: That's the next question. But anyway, this podcast, we love Tim Graham for all that he does for yes. all of us because he's, he does he will stand up for the person, the underdog, whatever. If something's happening and it needs to be dealt with, Tim will deal with it. So yeah, and
1: not in a not in a way to get yeah, to stir it up, but not a malicious way. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so. It's not malicious. It's I, def- I definitely liked it. I, I love the fact that you kind of called indirectly Ken Dorsey out on his non on his bullshit. Like because like it's it's inconsistent. It's not consistent at all. Like talk to me about our him. defense. Our defense, I mean, our offense was a smooth machine, not maybe week one, but you get hit in the mouth, and you're like, All right, what just happened there? And then you came out on week two, week three. That offense against Miami was just humming, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, Damn, are they still jet, a jet lag? What's going on here?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't even like to blame stuff on that because they won't, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It was just very disappointing to watch a game. Not being, not having a score in a third quarter, going into halftime, seeing zero. What in the world? What is this? It was ugly. It was ugly. It was definitely ugly. Um, we can move on, but let's go to some bright spots because I tell you, I just uh, that game, that game, that game. But we had a bright spot, some bright spots. A rookie, Dorian Williams. Look at him. you look at Dorian and grow <laughs> every game he just gets first start, first start of it is um as an nfl um it, he looked nice he looked he looked fun he looked free he looked like he was just out there loose that's, i mean that's all i can say he mm-hmm. looked Fast and, and free out there playing.
0: getting it. Every week you see things just starting to click. Things are starting mm-hmm. to click. The guy is one hell of a tackler.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: He hits
1: yeah.
0: hard. Absolutely yeah. hits hard. He's also starting, I think, to develop some chemistry with Terrell Bernard. And that's a very good thing that we want to see because, obviously, it's going to be a long time before we see Matt Milano back on on the field, yeah,
1: yeah
0: so we will definitely miss Matt Milano because of his brain and mm-hmm. all of the years of experience that he has had in this defense. So Dorian Williams offers, I think, a similar profile in terms of how hard he hits. Milano is mm-hmm. like a you know hits people oh, yeah. in a brick shithouse and and so and <laughs> and so does so, so, yeah. And so does Dorian Williams. So that part of it is very good. But what Dorian is lacking is all that wisdom that in his brain in terms of understanding the defense and how it works. And so we should be very happy. And I do think it was a big bright spot because I think that he's performing at a level, he's starting to perform at a level that we had hoped that he would Although I didn't think it was going to be in Matt Milano's place, I thought right. I inside linebacker. But what do I know? So right. off we go with Dorian Williams. Now, on the other hand, we talk about bright spots. This is not a bright spot, but one that we've got to talk about. Kyir Elam.
1: Kyir Elam is becoming the fan fan base punching bag, and I don't like it. I don't either. I have, I definitely got issues with Kyrie, I do. Um, my hopes for Kyrie is was when he first came and was drafted um, is to be the opposite of Davis White. Didn't happen, you know. Benford has shown up and shown out and shown that he is the guy, the starter over there next to, at the time, that was White. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um I don't know what it is with Kair. I mean, I know, you know, but um, now I think he's second guessing himself Ooh. because of, I don't care what no one says, players listen, is listening to what's being said about them. And maybe the noise is affecting Kair. You know, he's a second year player. Coming into a defense where you're supposed to start because of the high pick that you had, and you didn't. Benford did coming into this season, thinking okay, you you're you got one year in you, so you should be that starter now, still not getting it. You Tred- White went down again. So now we have to put you in. Here's your opportunity, buddy. You want it, here it goes. You failed. And then game against the Giants. And I'm like, oh God, Kyrie, I'm rooting for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it just was like, not a replay of the Jags game. They were targeting Kyrie again.
0: They will continue. And they will continue.
1: And they will Jackson continue. The Holmes is going to have a field day on Kair.
0: I'm
1: just saying. Dane, Dane Jackson. And I've never said this. Dane, when are you coming back? Dane. <laughs> <laughs> Dane Dane.
0: I'm not even saying that. You can say that. I'll tell you what I'm saying. Let's give Jamarcus Ingram a chance. Oh, okay. UB graduate. Of course, I'm going to be a... Uh, all for you, right, you right, right. But Jamarcus Ingram looked like a, the real deal in training camp and in the preseason when he played. I think, I wonder honestly if McDermott isn't afraid to put Jamarcus Ingram in because if he outplays Kair, which wouldn't take that much, uh. then you really have a guy with a problem because, I mean, look at all these guys. Dane Jackson was drafted in the seventh round. Benford was a free undrafted free agent. Jamarcus Ingram is an
1: undrafted free agent. Benford. No, I thought Benford.
0: Is he a sixth rounder?
1: I thought Benford was a sixth rounder. I think we could be wrong. If we're wrong, we apologize. But I thought he was a sixth rounder, six, seven rounder. Yeah. Regardless, you've got
0: all these guys that are either late round or not drafted. And they're ahead of you who was drafted in the first round. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a serious problem. And you know, with Sean McDermott calling the defense this year, that there has to be a lot of pressure on Kair. Yeah. Because he is forced to play. And he plays like doo-doo.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Benford, uh, he was picked 185 um, sixth round. Yep. Gotcha. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: But here's the deal. Kair Elam needs to step up. If this is playing with his head that all these other guys are, are surpassing him, that's on him. You' got to sit down and figure it out. Yeah. or maybe this is just not the right fit for him in right terms of defense because he never played press coverage when he was in college. So maybe he's just not good at it at the at the pro level. I don't know what the problem is with Kair, but Kair needs to figure out what the problem is. And the What's sooner or he's gonna be completely lost. Yeah. People the are sooner the better. Bus, and I'm not gonna call him a bust. No, bus. no, no, no. Not no. yet. I'll give him till the end of the season. If he plays a lot and we continue to see him get picked on and look the way he does. Then, yeah, I would I would say after this season, he's a bust. But I'm not going to give up on him yet.
1: No, I'm not either. Um, Well, I think we know what time it is. And I'm never fully prepared for this. <laughs> I think we do. For me. Come on, just spill that. Come on, just spill that. Spill that tea for me. I,
0: I'm telling you, I just get in such a headspace.
1: <laughs> well, it's time for Spill the Tea. And Robin and I are on the same page when this when we're spilling the tea today. Brian Dable and Sean McDermott, non-handshake, handshake. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was frosty. That was frosty. Like, frosty. you should have just gave him a high five and kept on moving. Like, I mean... That was,
0: that would have been better than what happened because anybody that saw that would have thought, Holy crap, they, you know, what was that? Did they ever
1: work together?
0: Like, yeah, if you ever had any doubt that there were issues between Dayball and McDermott, remember how we talked about that when Dayball was around? There was always, you know, scuttlebutt, you know, that they didn't get along with McDermott, blah, blah, blah. Well, (laughs)
1: It's noticeable.
0: Yeah. Frosty, frosty. And so noticeable. It, it, it truly did. When I first saw that clip, I was like, Oh my God, what is going on? So do we have dysfunction that goes all the way back to when Dable was offensive coordinator? It certainly seems like it, but there, that frosty whatever it was, uh, it lit my fire, I'll tell you what, because that said to me a lot in terms of, does this go back that far? If so, what was the deal? And do we see a pattern? This is a question I have for you. Do we see a pattern with offensive coordinators And Sean McDermott, not necessarily Mm. seeing eye to eye because, and we've heard McDermott say this how many times, we need to run the ball. We need to have a balanced attack. We need to blah, blah, blah. He even said it in the last press conference. So here we go go again. He's saying, (laughs) excuse me, the same thing. But the translation is, I'm not happy with the offensive play calling.
1: Yes. Okay. Let me get to the first one. Yes, it stems back there. And as for the balance offense, so prior to that, I think when they left, when he left, Brian Dable, of course, wanted to run this offense the way he did and didn't want to take no pointers from Sean McDermott, you know, and it's so now you have Ken Dorsey stepping in and it's like somebody saying to you, you know what I said when it came to Brian Dable, my message is still the message. I want to balance offense and going back to that Giants game when they did run the ball, they got chunk yardage. They did. So I don't understand. Why didn't you continue to run the ball? And I know frustration is there because it's like, run the ball. Like, it's right there. So, when it comes to Sean saying what he wants and then you're still doing what you want, it's, 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 if it's, if it's anything there, it will come out. It definitely will come out. I think the next two games, if we don't have a balanced offense, we're going to see. Maybe some little tension. We could see it in Josh already, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. You oh, can yeah. see the no rhythm, the kind of frustrating in the, in the news, in the conferences when you have his press uh, pressers. Um, you can kind of see it. I think this offense, again, I'm going to continue to say it, it's stagnant. It's stagnant. Yes, we're winning games, but we're winning them in a way to where our offense is just not in rhythm. And I don't like it. I don't like it. Because we were like that towards the end of the season and it looked a mess. Even um, Diggs were saying it was just so hard for us to win. It was so hard for us to get in rhythm. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, and again, I'd rather we have this now and fix it. And we're going to be playing some serious games very soon. And maybe, what, t- three weeks we'll be playing the Bengals? I want to say it. Either the Bengals or the Kansas City. I think it's the Bengals, though. So, we're going to get tested soon. And we are going to need to put up some numbers. So, let's get this out now. You know?
0: And getting it out makes you wonder if this is a problem that dates back all the way to Dayball and maybe even Rick Dennison when you think about it, because mm-hmm. he was gone after the first year. I didn't like him anyway. But the bottom line is. There is a pattern that you see with offensive coordinators being not necessarily in sync with Sean McDermott. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on with this team right now, but as I mentioned to you before we started recording, I smell smoke. Yeah. Smell a little smoke. And it's the smoke of dysfunction. And I'm not sure. We talked about is it, you know, is it Ken Dorsey? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Sean McDermott? Is it some combination of those three? But you do have to wonder just what you said the way the season ended last year, we're starting to see some of the same things emerge this year.
1: Right.
0: You know, the first game you can. You can just throw that out because that's the first game, whatever. Then they go on a tear, but then they start back into this kind of limp offense, uh, playing hero ball, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Instead of, and you think, okay, well, uh, what did they do well in those games that they blew out? Well, James Cook was running the ball a little bit. He was involved. He, and he had rhythm. We talked about mm-hmm. this. I just don't think that James Cook is the kind of running back who is going to excel if you only give him 10 or 12 carries a game. Right. He needs more than that. So I'm not sure what is going on behind the scenes, but I smell smoke.
1: Yeah. A
0: little bit of smoke.
1: Yeah, I definitely smell smoke. Um, and, again, this it's a long season, and mm-hmm. I don't expect for them to be – in rhythm every game because we've seen it. They weren't in rhythm in the Jags. They lost. They weren't in rhythm in the Giants, but they won. I don't expect for them to always to be in rhythm, but I do expect um, a kind of a balance. If something is winning for you, continue to win in that area. When you take it, like you could have ran on this defense. I get that emotions was high. This was an emotional game. People were expecting the Bills to blow this team out. You got Brian Dable saying, this is the team that let me go. I don't like them. So he got these guys up to play. And our Bills just came out and was like, yeah, we're here. We're here to play. That team said, you're not going to run on us. You're not going to put up 40-something numbers on us. You're not doing it. We're, We're playing for Brian Dable right now. The dude you let go. We think he's the bomb. Y'all let him go. We're playing for him. And the Bills was just like, all right. Okay, we're going to come out and play a game. It's, a, it's an emotional game, and the Bills wasn't up for it. Just like the freaking Bengals game. I'm tired of seeing these Bills and these very important – not saying that this was an important game, but it was a game. I'm tired of seeing these Bills being emotional if that's a word. But – I'm tired of it mm-hmm. I as a fan, you, you know, mm-hmm. we get, we get amped up for these games and to go to go see this team have zero, zero, zero and three quarters. And then all of a sudden, all oh, the game started guys. It's the fourth quarter. Let's get it together. Come on. No, start out the gate and Sean McDermott said it in his presser. We have no rhythm. We got to find rhythm. Mm-hmm. He ain't lying. Yeah. And sorry, I just went on a rant. My bad. It's
0: good. I'm glad you did.
1: The team is sometimes annoyed. They make me, you know. We're
0: allowed to rant. I, I get annoyed. We're allowed to get annoyed on this thing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, let's move on to um, the, the Patriots that we love so much. Um, they're coming off their, their, was it three game losing streak? No, maybe more. Four game, I think. A four game. Three games in a row. Yep, the Patriots had lost three games in a row. Um, it's a desperate team. <sighs> Another. So here we go again. Right?
0: And this one is a
1: division rival. Exactly. Giants. Been go- been losing. Been losing. The Bills was like, no, we're going to win the game. We're up 14. We're supposed to be, you know, 14 points. We got it. This team. This, this team may throw a kitchen sink at you, Mm -hmm. may throw a tire at you. Mm -hmm. It's Bill Belichick. He might just cheat. We don't know. We don't. So you have to be prepared. And I know they're going to be prepared for this is the AFC. This is a team that's had our number for a long time. You know, And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Bill Belichick is going to bring out something that we've never seen before because he does that. And he's desperate. Absolutely. And his job might be in a line. Who knows? And yeah, he's Jones. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Mac yeah. Jones is jobs on the line.
0: Chris Brown on One Bill's Live said this and I had to laugh. He said Belichick is the only guy that I know that would have four quarterbacks on their active roster. And I chuckled because I thought to myself, well, the reason why he does that is because he doesn't like any of them. And so he just goes with whatever the hot hand is.
1: Well, not even, how I feel today. Um, You. Killing Matt Yeah. Killing but, Mac so this game to me, Robin, is more about the Bills than the, than the Patriots. Yes. It's more about how the Bills are going to come out. What are they going to do? Are they going to run the ball? Are they going to be in rhythm? Is Josh going to run? That's what I'm looking for. How is this offense going to play against a banged-up defense? Mm -hmm. Both teams are coming in with some injuries. I think they have more than than we do at this time. I didn't check the injury list before we started, but I know the last time I checked, they have some major injuries as well, and so do we. Um, But, yeah, this might be the worst season that Bill Belichick may have had. (sighs) Isn't it wonderful? I, I love it. I love it. Um, Mac Jones might be the dirtiest player that I've ever seen as a quarterback.
0: I was going to ask. You said that. What do you? Why do you say that? I'm just curious. Mac
1: Jones has kicked a man and is growing. This is was not the first time he's done it. He's done it. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he oh. twisted. Oh my God, he twisted one of our guys' um, legs, um, foot. I don't know who it was. It was one of our guys, but he has. Mac Jones is a dirty, dirty player.
0: Yes, it's not good enough to be a dirty player and get away with it. it. And I think that's why Belichick has five or four quarterbacks on on the active roster now, because he's just not happy Mm -hmm. with any of them. But I agree with you. My issue with the Patriots isn't that, oh, well, we should just blow them out. It's a it's a division rival, but it's also a Bill Belichick team. Mm -hmm. And he has some pride. Absolutely. I think his players, whether they like him or not, are going to come out fired up because they know they need to be fired up. So we have to play, we, the Bills, I mean, have to play a really clean game and establish the line of scrimmage early. That's what will help win this game for the Bills. They must win the game at the line of scrimmage. And if they do that, I don't see them having that much of a problem. But that's a big if. That's a big heavy lift to ask, especially a defensive line that is as nicked up as ours is. Mm -hmm. Now, Von Miller is back, so that's a plus. But Von Miller is slowly, he even admitted, he's slowly getting reacclimated to playing at his level of the game. And you can see that. Against the Jags, he wasn't much of a factor. In fact, he was on a pitch count, you know, that sort of thing. Was,
1: I think it was on one last week as well, too, right? He was,
0: but he played yeah. better. He played yes. less. He played fearlessly. And that's what we need to see from him. Now he just needs to get his rhythm and his timing up. And I think that mm-hmm. will come and that, that will be no problem. However, I will say I'm a little concerned because Greg Rousseau has a foot injury. And, and feet are something that can dog you for the whole season like a hamster he
1: still he still played well too though he was in the backfield he did yeah, He got that sack from um you got that sack on um uh, Tyrod telling. going back to that just for a second mm-hmm. I'll say this I don't know if they were prepared for Tyrod because Tyrod kept him in that game. Now if it was Matt Jones, I don't think so.
0: Exactly. That's a good yeah. person because Tyrod is a be- much better quarterback than Mac oh, Jones. absolutely. Absolutely. Be. And yeah. if Bill Belichick was smart, he would try to get Tyrod next year because yeah. I don't know you know how things are going to are going to go with Mac Jones, but I can't imagine I can't imagine that at this point in his career he's going to have a sudden turnaround. I don't see I it. Thi-
1: I think the fan base is thinking that, and it won't be said out loud, of course, that they're tanking. Um, of course, it will not be said out loud because they're a proud fan base, a proud uh, organization, um, but I can see, I can see that happening. I can, you see, know? It. Yeah. I can see
0: it. Yeah. Because Belichick is not going to win like he used to with Matt yeah. Jones.
1: Especially if he's trying to chase that that record from Don Shula. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not gonna happen with the quarterback you have in that room. Absolutely not.
0: I didn't so, realize he was a dirty player. That's very interesting. Yeah.
1: And, I um, mean, if you if if you have time, go and check out um just type in Mac Jones, dirty player, whatever, and you'll see some of the stuff that he's done.
0: I'll check it for out. Sure. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's very interesting and not mm-hmm.
1: surprising. No, not surprising not at all. all. Um, I know I send you a link to a pod. The one, um, the guys there—they're they're hilarious. I won't say the pod on on air, but the one guy is in love with Josh Allen. I think it's hilarious <laughs> that um, a a pa- a, pa- a Patriots, excuse me, a Patriots fan loves Josh Allen. He was like, I I'm sad to admit it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> He did. It was like somebody talking about, you know, what
0: they were on drugs or something. It's like, oh, oh, I really. yeah, It's true. It is so true. And it is so beautiful. It was music to my ears. I didn't get to listen to the whole podcast because it was two hours. I was. Yes,
1: like, I know. I listened to some, too. I didn't listen to the whole. I was like, I can't listen to a two hour pod. I'm sorry. We we're on 51
0: minutes and, and we don't even know half the. Crap. And
1: we don't even do this. And yeah. we, This is the longest I think we've
0: had. Quite quite a ways up there, but we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. But yes, the, the the Patriots people, the fan base, they hate to admit that they love Josh Allen, but they do. Mm -hmm. And they, they know what it's like to have a quarterback who is that much of a difference maker. They know because they had it for a couple decades. And now we have a guy who can basically do the same thing. He's not the same kind of quarterback, but he can be that much of a difference maker.
1: Oh, absolutely. Just and needs to find a happy medium somewhere in there because I want Josh Allen to be Josh Allen. And my last point when it comes to this, and I wanted to talk about um, Bill O'Brien just for a second. Let me write that yep. down because I'm going to forget it. Um, Bill O'Brien. But what I wanted to say, dang, I just forgot that quick. Oh my God. I know how your mind goes. My mind goes the same way. Oh my God. I should have wrote that down. Um, But anyway, so Bill O'Brien came back and it made no difference, apparently. He's an OC and it made no difference. Yeah,
0: I expected a lot more. I suspect.
1: I remember now. Go ahead.
0: Write, write it down. I suspect <laughs> yes. that that when you're dealing with Bill O'Brien, you've got a strong-minded guy. You've got Belichick, who's a strong-minded guy, and they have, they should be working really well together, probably are. I don't, I wouldn't know whether they are or they aren't. Right. I do think that when Belichick decided that he was going to bring Bill O'Brien back, he may still have that. I'm the head coach mentality and Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien's been a head coach already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's, it's hard to know what, the relationship there is like but what we what would they be able to do with the offensive line that they have because the line is not good
1: it's a mess it's it's a mess it's a mess right now definitely a mess um yeah just like the giants and we couldn't get no pressure on that but i i I, I expect it to be different this this upcoming week for the Bills. But what I did want to talk to you about before we get out of here is the freaking shotgun, under shotgun.
0: Oh, yeah. At the
1: one year out, at the one year line, at the one year line, at the one yard line. What are we doing here? I've seen this play too many times. I've seen it too many times. You mm-hmm. have a freaking six something, 260 or 200, whatever you want to say, 55, 65, 70, whatever. 200 massive alien named Josh Allen, and all you have to do is freaking lean forward and you continue to be in shotgun. Ken Dorsey, please, just please, just give him the ball, let him lean forward. Our O-line is is good. You were doing that when we didn't have a good (laughs) O-line. Now I do. And you're in shotgun. Make it make sense.
0: When remember when we were talking about Josh being more comfortable in the shotgun? Mm -hmm. Do you think that had anything to do with it?
1: Probably, but damn, you're at
0: the one. Yeah. I mean, I'm in full agreement with you, but because I didn't I saw him in the shotgun, I was like, what are we doing? You know, you're back five yards from
1: the same play that they ran at the Jags. What did I tell you? Put Hardy in there. What did they do? Put Hardy in there. At least Hardy ran like with some effort to get over there. Shakir was like, you know, well, today I was going to make dinner for my wife. And then we were going to go riding afterwards. (laughs) What are we doing?
0: (laughs) Good question.
1: I don't know. I just had to get that out because I'm really tired of seeing that play by Ken Dorsey or whoever's calling it up. Like I, It was we, the same thing when the Giants um, tie rod audible out of the freaking uh, it, same thing cost them the game. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. But anyway, um, I'm done. I ran it enough today. Today was my ugh, get it out of my system day. And um, I thank and you guys. We, and thank you, Rob.
0: <laughs> we just need to get our feelings out. You know, Absolutely. What this show is all about. Release yeah, it. get
1: your feelings out, and we release it, and we move on to the Patriots, whom we, we hate. Yes, um, we uh, yes, and with a passion, them. but with some love, but with more, <laughs> hate. more hate than love. But um, yes. So thank you guys for tuning in. This will drop on Friday. You know we go live on Thursday, uh, and it's always. Um, very very exciting to talk with robin about the bills and to get our our frustrations out and we can move on to the next opponent which is those bill no those those beloved patriots um thank you guys for tuning in and always it's always go no bills <laughs>
0: Until next time, Mafia, this has been Tea Time. With Tea and Robin.
1: The Bills make me wanna!